Tonight's music is brought to you by Chronix. Um, I've dropped a couple of tracks that were featured in tonight's episode, so you're able to enjoy them at your leisure. So again, uh, we will be having some new music uh, through each segment so that you all are able to catch a vibe with me. Um, Enjoy the conversation. Please leave your remarks um, or any comments or questions that you'd like to uh, add to this podcast. Go ahead and head on over and leave those remarks. I would love to have that conversation with you. Speak to you soon. What's going on all my fragile combo peeps? So I kind of wanted to just touch base um, because I know it's been a while and we were talking about going over the uh, surviving R. Kelly. So I've tried to give it a little bit of time for everybody to catch up and get familiar with the situation. Um, so that they have some commentary to say or to state on their feelings. Um, but I've kind of waited a while and I really haven't heard too much feedback. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, give my synopsis of the situation. So, uh, based on what was said, we can all agree that when he stated he was the Pied Piper, that is what it is. Um, now in regards to him only targeting younger females um i'm kind of torn with that statement because i feel like i can remember being 16 17 18 um well not even so much 18 because 16 and 17 i was pretty much out there living a very extravagant life i was around men who were 20 plus years my senior Um, going to their clubs, going to their lounges, going to their bars, and not having to show any ID, just being able to get in because I was a pretty face. Um, I held my composure very well, as well as my liquor. So I'm a little torn when it comes to stating that he's just targeting younger women. I kind of feel like there does have to be a level of responsibility as a younger woman um, who understands that. You don't go to places where there's older adults and not be ready for adult situations. So as far as that goes, I kind of feel like they were trying to slight him um, and make him seem like uh, predatory. And I don't necessarily feel that that was correct. Um, now, although some majority of the women who stated their issues were stating that they were very young at the time uh, when they had relations with him or a relationship with him, I can understand it. I I mean, I get it. Um, But we cannot negate the fact that when you're younger and you're put in adult situations because of your choosing, I'm pretty sure your parents don't know that you're out or um, engaging in adult behavior. I should say it that way. And if they do know that you're engaging in that type of behavior for them to allow you to stay there, Um, without having any type of repercussions or consequences behind it, um, would be asinine to say that he's 100% wrong or that it's all his fault, because I don't think that's fair. Um, Now, there was a couple of people that were in the documentary, such as his brother and um, an older manager who had worked with him. And they all gave their uh, scenarios of situations that had taken place. And the most, um, the thing that stood out for me of 
all of those conversations and, and, and comments that were put out there was from his brother, you know, speaking about him being molested as a child. And I can 100% um, understand that being a survivor myself. So I can get where there is a complacency and a confusion in all of that. Um, But I think it's not fair for us to acknowledge that when you're young and someone takes away a part of your innocence, that it makes you a little bit more hypersensitive to um, sexual orientation and acceptance. And a lot of us don't really want to accept that that's what actually happens when someone steals a portion of your innocence. Now, it's, it's not saying that he's not at fault. It's just saying that we do have to give um, some human considerance for that situation because it's not fair. Um, that does kind of warp your perception of um, sex and male and female interaction um, and relationships as you get older. So I think that's something that really needs to be considered before everyone sits and says, you know, well, he's just this horrible person and um, I don't, I don't fuck with R. Kelly. I don't rock with R. Kelly anymore. And listen, to each their own, we all have assholes. We're all entitled to shit in a bowl. Okay. Um, But I don't think that it's fair to uh, join the bandwagon and say that I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, deal with him anymore because of his indiscretions. Um, I think that the issue is a lot bigger than just him, you know, having relations or relationships with younger women. I think the situation is much bigger because when we look at historical facts of certain cultural um, certain cultures and their cultural customs, there's a lot of cultures that still to this day will allow the younger women to be married to older men whose wives may have passed on or who are now lame and they're unable to satisfy him in a sexual sense or take care of the household for the kids. So I think that uh, that part of it is somewhat overlooked because of his celebrity status. Um, Now, when we get into talking about his ex-wife, listen, I don't care whether she do, she does or does not get any money from any interaction dealing with him. Um, I do believe that there was some manipulation um, to her psyche, that there was some form of abuse that she endured. But will I stand by her and say that... um, you know, all of her statements were valid and that I should feel sorry for her. No, I do not. Um, because there's no way that even as a woman who has been married and divorced, there's no way that you can be in a relationship and not participate, um, to the level of ignorance, which she's trying to portray. She has, um, I personally, I, when I saw that that was his wife, I was like, Oh, I was kind of shocked because you know, you know, not just the celebrity, but when you see good looking men, you expect to see a good looking woman next to them. And I can't particularly say that she catches the eye. Um, 
but that's neither here nor there. Um, I just don't wholeheartedly believe her, um, her statements. I do feel that there was again, some level of mental abuse that she endured, but there's no way that for the duration of the time that they were married, that she was completely kept in the dark and didn't understand what was going on. Um, because there's no way that you could be married to someone and have that level of separation from them and claim to be married. That's, it's impossible. Um, a marriage does take two people. And even if they are overwhelmingly aggressive or, um, controlling, you're still going to have your own faculties about yourself to be an active participant in the relationship. So for that, I really cannot, um, side with her and say that yes she's she's absolutely right and there's no wrong in what she's saying I don't necessarily believe that um yeah I I just don't now when we get into some of the different um interviews that he's participated in like Tavis Smiley and with Torre um I saw that, you know, they had Big Les and they had John Legend as commentators uh, in regards to the story. And I understand and there was even some flack or some some pushback about uh, Questlove not wanting to participate. Now, if you ask me, everybody's entitled to their opinion. OK, but you cannot sit back and say that he is 100 percent wrong. Because the life that we live in, there is so many, there are so many facets of uh, pedophilia and pornography that are skewered. And it takes me into understanding the difference between, you know, when people say that they're they're uh, having issues with their gender um, orientation, like they're, they're able to say that, you know, well, I was born a male, but I feel like a woman. I've always felt like a female. It's not fair for them to be able to change their sexual orientation and then go be with a man and not tell him that they were born Bruce and not Betty, you know, um, that's really, really harsh and it's not fair. So there's a, there's like so many different levels of this whole conversation that are not being explored or talked about because people are jumping on a bandwagon and they're all saying, well, I don't, I'm, I'm going to mute him. I'm not going to listen to his music and you know, we shouldn't deal with this anymore. But even in the documentary itself, it's stated in history that there were other celebrities such as, um, Elvis who had younger women who they brought from other countries here to be with. So I, historically, I think that that's something that needs to be looked into and it shouldn't just be because he's R. Kelly. Um, and if you ask me, it does have part to do with his racial or his racial, um, classification. Um, because I can think back to, uh, what is that guy's name? The little weird white dude. Oh God. Um, he married his, um, he was fucking around with his stepdaughter and ended up and end up marrying her. Um, I can't remember that guy's name. I'm going to, I'm going to take us to a break and I'm going to pull up his name, but, um, and then come back and we can, you know, carry on from here. But I mean, that dude was, it was blatant. It was over every news outlet that he was actually messing with this young Japanese woman. 
and that was supposed to be his daughter and how does that happen and that was like a flash of time and then it was gone so it's kind of um to me I think there's a larger issue at hand and I don't think that it's fair for everybody to jump on um, a bandwagon and say that I'm just not I'm gonna I'm not gonna listen to his music anymore I'm gonna mute him uh, because a lot of us were created to some of his music and if you're especially an 80s or 90s baby then you know exactly what I'm talking about um, but he's just all around a phenomenal artist and we cannot take that artistry from him does everyone have certain things that they go through that they might need to work out yes they do but to say that he is just an, an overwhelming aggressor I can't necessarily say that. I think that there's a certain level of responsibility that us as women have to take if we're going to play in a, in a realm that we are not well-versed in. If we're going to go into that, that realm, we need to be well-versed in the situations we're going to handle. And if you're not, then you shouldn't be chasing uh, waterfalls. You know, you should stick to the, the rivers and lakes that you're used to, as TLC said. So... Um, I'm going to take us to a quick break and then we'll come back and hopefully we'll have some sidebar conversation that we can add in to this conversation. All right. So welcome back. Um, yeah. So his name was Woody Allen and I, I, I had it in my mind, but I didn't want to, you know, misspeak um, without double checking that reference. So, yeah, I mean, Woody Allen is famously known for messing with younger women. So. I'm kind of torn in in that respect of understanding how it's okay for one, but not okay for another. Because in the wake of all of the Me Too movements and um, people having to say, you know, well, this is, you know, someone sexually assaulted them. I think that it's becoming, it's, it's, it's. It's saturating the world right now um, to the point that it's almost trying to make men not be masculine anymore, if I can say it that way. Um, And it's not saying that being masculine is being aggressive or abusive. It's just saying that they're not allowed to enjoy their own preference. Um, Because I know of plenty of older women who prefer younger men. They might marry an older man for that security and that financial stability, but they like younger men. So, and they have no problems being with a younger man. So I'm just a little, you know, I'm, I'm a little taken back by just the, the naiveness of uh, celebrities who are all jumping on this bandwagon and, and, and not, not just celebrities, but people in general who are not looking at the other facets of life that are involved in this situation collective because it is a it is a conversation that needs to be had on every level but I don't think that it needs to be a point of persecution for someone else when it's been allowed for others um so getting you know getting back into that um there was conversations of death threats and uh him being extorted um you know during that time of uh the sexual encounters and um, the, the tape. Now, the infamous tape of him urinating uh, with the, you know, I want to piss on you. Hey, Dave Chappelle, thank you for that. Um, I wasn't able to ever see that. And not necessarily saying I would want to see it because, again, it would be participating in child pornography. And I am a mother myself, so I don't want to see a child being abused. 
But I do know that there were, um, that there was an exchange of monetary funds. So for a young woman to engage in that type of behavior, she's not new to it. And I don't care what anybody says. Because again, I can remember being young myself and I'm not going to sit here and play like I'm innocent. And I was just hanging out with these older men, you know, um, I can recall just personal sidebar. We're just going to, I'm just going to throw it out there. But I remember being out at the athletic club, um, in my younger days and going out with some family and friends and meeting some very high profile, uh, rap celebrities. And it was several different groups that were there and running into a particular rapper. And, um, he said, hey, do you want to come and smoke with me? And I was like, you know, I'm young. Yeah, you know, I like to smoke my little green. I want to get, I want to get high. And I went out and he laced it. And um, had not my family members have been there, the situation could have been different um, as far as the outcome. But am I not responsible for putting myself in that situation because I didn't know him and I know what my father taught me. My father always taught me, hey, support your own habits. If you're going to smoke herb, make sure that you can roll your own joints. You don't have anybody else roll up anything else because you don't know if it's laced. And if you're going to drink, make sure that you pour your own drink. You don't leave your drink sitting at the table and go to the bathroom and come back or, you know, turn your back and leave your drink. Wherever you go, your drink goes with you. So in that moment, in in hindsight, I would have not necessarily deserved what happened to me, but I would have been wholeheartedly responsible for what happened had it have been a different situation because I did not heed the warning of my elders that told me before not to behave that way. So, I mean, just in short... I don't think that the young girl in the video, the young girls in the video, based on what was said, um, were new to this interaction. I think that they were already doing what they were doing. They were already sexually active. They were already, you know, hanging out with older men because you're just, if you're a square, if you're a square chick, straight up, if you're young and you're square, you're not going to be hanging out with no grown men. You're not going to know what how to have, have a conversation with them. You're not even going to be able to hold a conversation with them because they're going to look at you and know that you're too young to be there. But if you're able to fake it until you make it, there's sometimes that that can slip through the radar. And I think that there needs to be some personal accountability and it cannot just be on him. Like it does take two to tangle. So let's just remember that um, instead of just saying that, you know, well, he's absolutely horrible. He's a monster. He's a predator. Um, cause I don't believe that he is. I believe that he may have some issues with his preference. Okay. Again, he may have some issues with his preference, but there are some factors that contributed to that. And that should not be negated in the whole conversation that we're having. There's, that should be acknowledged and there should be some, some, um, Recourse into understanding how these situations could have come about. Um, I know his brother did say that the person who abused them was their older sister. And 
in the black community for history, ages from, of history. There were times when there were sacks put on our heads during the time of slavery and males were mated with their mothers or their sisters because they were considered to be the stronger of the two for uh, the purposes of... They were, they were considered property, commodities that could be exchanged or sold. Um, so I think it's a larger, it's a, on a greater scale. It's partly to do with the systematic oppression of the United States system um, on people of color. And if we can sit back and act like that never happened during slavery, you have to understand that those things were happening and that's part of American culture. It's part of American society. It's part of the founding forefathers laws that were laid upon the land that it was okay to do it. Um, so with that being said, I think everyone needs to take a minute and step back before jumping on that bandwagon again because it kind of pisses me off that there's so many celebrities saying that, you know, he's gotten away with this and gotten away with that. Like, you know what? There's so much shit that everybody does that nobody knows about that's like skeletons hidden in your closet. And some of them aren't even skeletons. Just people don't talk about it because of your influence or your power. Doesn't mean that it's right. Um, doesn't mean that you're right because you can make a statement. Um, but I think everybody's guilty of some type of allowance to different situations throughout time. Um, and I think that needs to be considered globally as a whole as uh, in reference to finding out what is the best way to, resol to resolve this type of issue. How to go forward from this situation. What do you learn from it? What do you take from it? Where do you make adjustments in your own life with your children? Um... Master P said the most profound and simple statement um, that if it was his child, he wouldn't care whether or not if somebody was getting ready to lock him up, he's going to jail because that's his that's his family. And if they decide afterwards they want to go back, then that's on them. But he's not letting anybody tell him what to do with his children. And he's absolutely 100% right. I salute him for that. And he's always been genuinely honest with all his, you know, interactions with any situation, whether if it's dealing with his brother who is currently incarcerated for a situation that potentially he is not even a part of, um, He's always been very transparent with his thoughts and his feelings, and he's absolutely right. Nobody's going to tell me what to do with my child. It's just not going to happen. So I feel as though there is um, a disparity in us being realistic with accountability for people, especially when it comes to their celebrity and financial status and we collectively need to stop looking at the monetary portion of it and look at the person and evaluate the person according to not only just their actions um, but to who they are and actually find out what made you be the way that you are what what was the catalyst to cause you to make this decision um because I just, I just personally feel like it's, it's just not fair how people are, you know, 
I think that, again, he may be wrong in his choice of preference, but it's not all his responsibility. And I feel as though everyone is jumping on the bandwagon because we're now being guided, as history can clearly present itself, to feel or think a certain type of way. And... It does have racial innuendo to it, whether people want to acknowledge it or not, because it's not just a sexual preference thing. Um, I know Jada's Pinkett has had her uh, her red table talk about it and, and brought the girl back out. And, you know, there's there was therapists there and, you know, there was, you know, all this kumbayaing about like this is I'm glad that your your story is being heard. And I'm 100 percent behind being honest in a situation but there's also a certain level of accountability and that's not being discussed that's not being part of the conversation and everybody's like oh well you know we're just gonna we're just going with it and thank god that she was able to say what she said and you know we're happy for you and we stand by and we support you yes i support you too but there is a certain level of accountability that i'm going to hold you to regardless and it's not fair for others to be held accountable for your decision making it's not fair whether you're young or old there comes a time when you know the difference between white right and wrong and if you decide to make a choice you deal with the consequences whether right or wrong and I don't think that people are having that level of accountability for people at this time. Um, We are going to take another quick break. So just bear with me one moment and we'll be right back. Hey, so we're back. Um, Yeah, so I just want to know what do you guys think? I want to know if, you know, me stating some factual information about the overall culture of American society and how slavery impacted a lot of um, the American standard that we all are upheld to. Um, If there's any, if there's any, you know, thoughts that you might have or any feelings that you might have in regards to that, because I think that that has a lot to do with how things are perceived and interpreted today in today's society and um, I, I would love to hear everyone's feedback I want to know if, if you've even thought of those aspects of it if you've even considered that in um, your personal feelings about the situation you know Remy Ma went on and, and she had a uh, she was with on, on the show with Joe Budden and they were talking about um, you know women who are getting pregnant by celebrities just for securing a bag and so now that they've had this baby they no longer have to financially secure themselves or follow after their own goals or aspirations like me as a single mother so if I was to have a celebrity have a baby by a celebrity does that mean that I no longer have to work like does does that mean that everything that I've ever thought of or dreamed for myself I no longer have to work for because I've had this damn baby by this celebrity and it's kind of asinine to think that that level of thought process for women should be accepted or that it's okay because I feel like this whole situation with the surviving R. Kelly and the Harvey Weinsteins and the Bill Cosby's I think that part of that there's truth into it and we should not 
ignore that portion of it. But the flip side of that is holding everyone accountable for their own uh, actions in the situation. And I kind of feel like the way that things are being portrayed, it's basically telling these women that it's okay. I mean, just recently, Chris Brown was uh, detained in France because some woman said that he tried to rape her. And now, there's some celebrities that are very questionable. And I might have to say, yeah, that might be true. But that is one I am not going to fly with. I'm not with it and I'm not going for it. You know how many women, celebrities, non-celebrities, just people in general, men and women who would kill for a night to be with him. I don't feel that he would ever have to take it to that extent to say, I'm just going to take your draws because I'm who I am and I want it from you. Like there's nothing spectacular or special about you that would make him decide that that's just what he should do that would cause detrimental harm to his his well-being, his daughter's well-being, and his family's well-being. I just don't agree with that. And I think that the climate of the Me Too movements and the Mute R. Kellys are now creating um, platforms for women to abuse their feminine wilds, for lack of better words, um, to characterize and to assassinate other people's characters because of their poor decision making um, and it's not fair to those who are now being prosecuted or sought after for it I mean it's not a it's not an unknown thing that women would go and sleep with uh, movie execs and producers to try to get roles in movies. That's not something that is unheard of. We know that they were doing that. They still do it to this day, whether they acknowledge it or not. I mean, hell, the president said that he just grabbed him by the fucking pussy. Like, so come on now. Like, this is the society that we live in. Um, does there need to be some change? Yes, but does that change the 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 dichotomy of the situation, yes, it does. It does make us have to have a deeper conversation about um, the politics behind all of this, the decisions that are being made. So I would love to hear uh, what you guys feel, or what you think, or what you say. And we can always revisit this conversation at a later date and kind of, you know, get a little bit deeper into it because I think there's so many other aspects and I'm pretty sure you're going to provide me with other aspects that I didn't even think about today um, in this conversation. So I would love for you guys to send your comments. I'd love for you to uh, join, um, to, you know, follow me, to, to kind of just keep ourselves involved in this conversation as it is the fragile convo and we do say um, and we'll say some things that may ruffle a few feathers and it's not intentional but we need to have an honest conversation so it's been lovely speaking with you all I will uh, enjoy speaking with you again in the future have a wonderful day and don't forget to listen to the fragile convo